0: Hello, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us here on the Education on Fire podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the Amazon Longitude Explorer Prize delivered by Nesta Challenges. This calls on young bright minds to put their passion for science, technology, engineering and maths to the test, to create and develop technical innovations to help solve some of the biggest issues of our time. Young people aged 11 to 16 are encouraged to apply their creativity and ingenuity in four key areas supporting people living independently in old age, helping people lead healthier lives, tackling climate change and pollution, and helping people stay better connected. And now in its fourth year and supported by Amazon for the first time, the Longitude Explorer Prize pairs classroom STEM learning with valuable entrepreneurial skills to help young innovators make their great ideas a reality. And I'm delighted to be joined by Maddie Cavanaugh, who's the education and skills program manager for Nesta Challenges, and Gordon Taylor, a STEM technician at Woodson Prior Middle School. But just before we chat to them both, here's a quick thank you to our sponsor. Thank you to the National Association for Primary Education for their long-term support of the Education on Fire podcast. To get a free e-copy of their professional journal, Primary First, please go to nape.org.uk forward slash journal. That's nape.org.uk forward slash journal. Hi, Maddie and Gordon. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Education on Fire podcast.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Hello, thank you. So, Maddie, why don't you start us off, um, give us a little bit of background about exactly what Nesta is and how it fits in with the foundation.
1: Sure, so um, I work at uh, Nesta Challenges, which is part of Nesta, the uh, UK's um, innovation foundation, and I'm the programme manager for the Amazon Longitude Explorer Prize. So the prize was first launched in 2014, then as the Longitude Explorer Prize and we became the Amazon Longitude Explorer Prize in October 2020 and the program is run across the academic year and it's all about engaging students in innovation and entrepreneurship and um, really inspiring them to think of themselves as the creators of technology uh, rather than just the consumers as well.
0: And I think for me when I first started really sort of getting involved in 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 the background of all this was the fact that it makes a big difference i think when you can join the dots of everything that's happening so when you see amazon and you hear there's a foundation involved and there's a prize fund and and you can sort of see how you know as children you actually have the opportunity not only to think about making a difference but you actually can and you can sort of see all those steps from sort of a you know a very large organization and a very large charity and, and all those things sort of working together
1: yeah yes. absolutely and a huge part of the program is about kind of bringing that real life experience so we do match them with mentors including um industry experts from amazon and, and other organizations and Uh, challenging the young people to take these really wonderful and creative ideas that they have to create something uh, tangible so they create a business case and a pitch and um, it brings it to life for them that they can that they can have that impact and they can take an idea and and create something tangible from it
0: and and those people that are successful in in sort of and get through into the, the final stages they actually are then able to create prototypes and actually see the literally see it all coming to life from that standpoint
1: yes exactly so um, they start with an idea and they then are provided with uh, some hardware uh, so through our enterprise academy we provide a guided learning through workshops and they have a mentor um, but most of all they're also working together so um they work as a team from two to five uh, in a team and they're bouncing ideas off each other. And like you say, it, it's a staged process that I think um, seeing the growth of that idea is is a huge part of it. Um, Gordon, I know you've had a couple of teams go through. Uh, it'd be great to hear your perspective on that.
2: I agree with Maddie. I mean, it's strange because we're celebrating the finalists today, but this is, we've been working on this since September uh, with a whole cohort, we have 140 children pitching ideas to teacher judges. And out of that, maybe 40 teams, we then take 10 teams forward and do some work with them. And I think we actually entered nine teams into the Amazon Longitude Explorer Prize this year. And we've got two in the final. So while we're celebrating the final nine children from our school, um, it's been a long process. And we've had you know, lots of children involved, lots of teachers involved. And it's great. It's just it's a structure. We get lots of children going buzzing and we have a we have a good time. And just talk
0: us through the benefits that you you have across the school. So you say that there's a lot more people that get involved than necessarily get through to those sort of final stages for the awards. But I guess what it does is it brings the whole school community together to sort of get behind something which they can all take part in.
2: Yes, I mean, we've we've got parents involved. Um, Because this year's Amazon Longitude Explorer Prize is quite a broad technological brief, um, we've had all sorts of different ideas come through. Uh, One thing I said to Manny last week, it's quite interesting that whilst the two teams now are are pretty bright children, um, but as you would expect, but some of our lower-ability children and our younger children come up with the most amazing ideas. Um, Their final product perhaps isn't as good as it can be but it is a, a an event for all abilities that's very important for us uh, teaching assistants get involved parents as i've mentioned before teachers not in just in the stem department but uh, all across the school form tutors want to get their children through i think because we had some success last year which was a surprise i must admit a very pleasant surprise there's a buzz and there's an expectation that we can uh, enjoy ourselves again and may, maybe do well we're not counting chickens, but we're going to make a very good effort.
0: And and just to follow on from that, do you see this as something which you would continually get involved in? Does it have that sort of longevity? Because I guess once there's a cohort that have been through it, there's always another cohort to then take their place. So it's sort of it's got that kind of something that fits within your school life sort of year on year.
2: Um, yes, yeah, so our, our senior management have taken a strategic decision that we are going to do STEM competitions. Um, we do a few, This the Amazon Longitude Explorer Prize is the biggest and the one that we put most effort into, um, but we do do other competitions as well. Um, and we do have parents of young, we're a middle school, so we have parents of young children who are not yet in the competition year saying to us, you know, I hope you're going to do it when my children get there. Or little sisters come and see us and say, I hope you're going to do it next year because my big sister was in it, was in it last year. And um, we have... We have photographs of winning teams across the gates we have banners printed we have big checks printed so if we do well the head teacher goes mad <laughs> 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 so, there's two there's two middle schools in the town and it's a bit like man city and man united were rivals and any bit of publicity <laughs> that we can get our head teacher really goes, really pushes oh. the boat out
0: i could i could really imagine so maddie can you take us through this particular year it's got four main themes hasn't it how did you come up with that that sort of idea and, and what sort of background with that
1: sure so um as as i said we've run we've run since 2014 across the academic year and traditionally we've always been based around a different stem theme so previously we've done um Uh, satellite data the internet of things last year we did artificial intelligence um and this year as gordon said we, we broadened it out slightly and um there's a couple of kind of reasons for that we're obviously working through some very unique circumstances at the moment with the pandemic and we really wanted to remove as many barriers to entry as possible so broadening it out to be um just any technology for social good, seemed like a really good way to do that. And we were really pleased to see so many teams kind of still taking part. And um, the way the programme is working is, is we opened in November um, and we made a call for any um, 11 to 16 year old across the UK to apply through their secondary school or youth group. And um, all they had to do was come up with an idea that uses technology for social good. But just to give a little bit more um, structure and guidance around that application, uh, we set four prize themes, which are living longer. So any uh, technical solutions to support an aging population, living healthier, um, which is solutions that help people live happier and healthier lives, living greener that tackle pollution and climate change. And finally, living together, um, which are solutions that help us to stay better connected in a way that's easy and safe and environmentally friendly as well. And what we've seen through these themes is uh, what's really coming through is you can see the areas that young people are particularly passionate about and care deeply about helping solve in the future. So we, um, the living greener theme is always very popular, protecting the planet and climate change is clearly something that Young people are really passionate about, um, but we also see a lot of applications about supporting um, the older older population uh, and supporting um, particularly the um, older people to stay independent. And mental health is obviously um, a huge issue at the moment, and clearly one that young people both feel um, that they are kind of a large stakeholder in, and and one that they want to be able to kind of help support their peers in as well so it's been um, it's always really uh, an enjoyable activity reading through all of the applications and just seeing the huge huge range of um, fantastic ideas that we get in
0: and Gordon how do you find the energy around it based on the fact that the children must feel like they're able to make a difference now because we sort of talk about you know getting into the STEM subjects and actually the ability to then go on and get jobs and affect the future when you get to that stage. But to actually feel like you're you've got an active participating role in and doing that now because there there are the funds and the organisations um, associated with it. So th- does that sort of translate sort of into the classroom and when you're putting it together?
2: Yes, it is. It is. It is very positive. I mean, some children buy into it more than more than others, uh, obviously. But it is very positive that our children enjoy it. One of the obvious issues is that children do tend to come up with ideas that already exist, and it's uh, you have to be careful not to put them down and say that's no good. Somebody, else, somebody's already invented that. So we look for a for a way around it or a new angle on on it because the number of ideas is relatively limited. Relatively limited, but uh, that's that's hard for children when they spend a lot of work on something. You can just
0: buy it on Amazon. I guess that takes you into that whole sort of Apple um, idea that, you know, the idea is out there. You're just going to make it your way, which is going to appeal to people in in, 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 in a different format.
1: Exactly. And I think one of the key roles that our mentors play on the program is being uh, kind of an external, offering a different perspective and, and helping the teams think about what is it about their idea that makes it unique so um, even if it's something that exists already before, what we want to see is, is where how how can they make it different and better um, for the future as well. Um, and I think in, in terms of your question about bringing it to life for the teams, one of the amazing things that we'd like to see during the finalist stage, which is what we're kind of entering into today, is the level of commitment the teams have to making sure the product is right for the users um, and for the beneficiaries so we have for example teams last year that had products for um, older people when they when it was safe and able they went into kind of care homes and and had conversations with um, actual users of, of the product and I think that helps what you were saying earlier about really inspiring young people to see that they can make a difference and what they're creating is something that's needed and and wanted and um, doing all they can to gather the information they need to make it the best it can be
0: and i think i think having that focus is the most important thing isn't it because you know you could go to a care home or talk to the older generation in whichever setting that is just to be part of that environment but what's the conversation? And when you're starting with the conversation, when you're starting with an idea, when you're starting with a project, then it's all very fluid in it, and it's got a it's got a reason. And I, th- I think there's something amazing about either ends of that sort of generational spectrum, which which just brings the world to life in a way you can't do just within the four four sort of walls of of a school or a classroom.
2: It's about the type of child involved. Whilst we're talking about STEM competitions. Um, Part of this goes back to talking with old people. Um, Some children are really good at it. Uh, Our best teams have got uh, somebody who I'd call a salesperson in it. So even if your product is available on Amazon, you'll have a child who can talk, talk and talk and talk. These kids are often very annoying in a classroom. But in in front of an audience, they absolutely fly. So you might have a smart child who's come up with the idea and a coder. We also like having a writer because the children will talk for hours about the product and have nothing to show for it at the end of a session. And if you've got a child who can write 200 words summarizing what they've done, that's great. And you also need an organizer, somebody who appears at my door every morning to say, have you ordered this? Have you done this? Can we get T-shirts? <laughs> they're obsessed. with I'm sorry, Maddie. They're obsessed with T-shirts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Any bit of merch, I think, is, uh, is always very welcome, and I think, yeah. Gordon, you make a great point about the importance of the team dynamic um, of the programme, because that is really important to us. I think one of the judging criteria isn't that there's a, a number of things that the judging panel look at when they're looking at applications and final submissions, but uh, teamwork is is very much up there and incredibly important for us to be able to see how the team has worked together. And I think the biggest joy for us is getting through the the videos of their pitches where they're working together to talk about the product and you can just see the dy- dynamic. And I imagine as a team champion, Gordon, it's a treat to see the journey that that dynamic has from the beginning as well.
2: All the all the arguments as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, the bloopers rule must be fantastic, but I guess that's an <laughs> end of the year thing. It's
2: just, they just... <laughs>
0: yeah um one of the other things that really strikes me which i really love about this is the way you were talking about the different skills that you need because we often talk about you know we're now talking about stem we're now talking about the humanities we're now talking about the arts whatever it happens to be but i think hearing you talk about the fact that this is all one thing you know because it might be a stem project but you need the presenter you need the organizer you need the person project managing. And I think really understanding how all that fits together and that it's part and parcel of being a working person, um, someone at school, a a project manager, whatever it happens to be that they're not, um, you know, cross curricular or or however you want to talk about it, but they're all very important. So whether science is your most amazing facet that you want to spend all your time doing, it's just as important, like say, to have the person that can get across the ideas that maybe someone else has come up with or vice versa.
2: Can I also add another thing? Out of our good teams over the last three or four years, 90% of the children involved have been girls. Because because of the skills they have, our children are quite young, 11, 12 and 13. Uh, the girls are more mature at that age, more articulate. Um, and whilst the boys' teams and the mixed teams do very well in the early stages, our top teams, uh, the skills involved uh, suit the girls, and, and the girls do really well, which is a thing at the moment. Girls into STEM and um, mm-hmm. some real, real good uh, outputs uh, from that.
1: I think retaining. Uh, that as well is, is really important. So um, enabling particularly girls to have uh, this experience at a young age um, to inspire them to kind of keep going with STEM subjects later on is, is really important to us. I think one of the driving forces for the Amazon Longitude Explorer Prize is this, um, the research that comes out around um innovation and entrepreneurship as a field and the the lack of diversity in that and the research that shows the earlier you engage young people in these kind of activities the more likely they are to um consider them as career paths uh, later on so that's a real um a real driver for us and a real um aim and objective of the prize is to ensure that as many young people take part from from different backgrounds as much as possible. And I think, Mark, your point about the different skill sets is really key for us as well, not just focusing on the STEM side of things, because that is hugely important. But the confidence building, the communication skills, the teamwork skills, all of these skills that will help prepare young people for um, the workplace or further education or whatever they want to go on to do. And um, just as an example, we had a really lovely conversation with two of our um, participants from 2015 and they they actually won the program and we had a conversation with them five years later about what they were doing they were both at university but studying very different things but they both really um, they both talked about how much the prize inspired their choices despite them being very different choices that they'd both taken so that was really uh, interesting for us and something that we we tried not to be too Um, prescriptive about just focusing on the STEM, but focusing on everything that comes with that and and creating a really full package of support.
0: And Gordon, can you take us through, I would say, the practicalities of the school in terms of sort of coming across the fact that this is available? How does it work in terms of different staff input and organisation and and within the classroom as well?
2: Um, We start with a STEM day, a Amazon Longitude Explorer Prize day, where the whole cohort will be in the hall or the studio in our places and um, with all the teachers that work with them on a normal day. So we have 140 children, five or six teachers. We launch the challenge at the start of the day. They'll split into teams, make prototypes, make adverts, do a presentation. Uh, and then we have heats in the afternoon then a final uh, ju- judging session. So that at that point, um, we have there are tutors involved in five or six teachers, the weaker children will have teaching, assist- teaching assistants with them. After that, we get maybe 10, 10 teams. We, we, we want them to come to STEM club, which is an after-school thing, an after-school event every week. Uh, some can and some, some can't, but we try to do most of the work in STEM club. Uh, we also get children out of lessons if we need to. They do have a STEM lesson every week, so we can take them out of that to work on a different project. But again, that needs extra people, either me or a teaching assistant, or or somebody else, because the teachers are are, are timetabled. Um, and then, as we get closer and closer to a deadline date, um, sometimes we'll do a weekend session or a late session and, and get yeah. parents in. Um, and then, on a filming day, we'll do a whole day to get the, to get the, to get the film done. The film we did last year, we had we were supposed to have a satellite, so we had somebody brought in a drone. For the, the teacher, brought in a drone. Taking pictures in the hall of this catamaran that was getting dragged about with a little bit of fishing line, so it was in, invisible. So we set the set the scene. We even had some water. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's 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 a process, and as we get closer, somebody said it's like a football team. You start with everybody having a kickabout, and then you go to the reserves, then you go to the first team, and then and then then you know you go specific training, then then you, you keep you keep going forward, and and you keep getting better and better at it as you as you as you go through.
0: And and how long does does the process start from your sort of first off day to the to to sort of being into the position of being able to submit and then of course if you then progress and everything as well
2: um, November to now four months it takes six months it takes it takes a it takes a whole a whole year really to get it to get it through yeah. through and through and done fantastic but, but having said that the the children who've the children who've dropped out of this particular prize we've put them onto something else which is much easier so they're, they're doing they're they're doing another and The Shell Bright Ideas Challenge, for example. Is a is a much nearly said shallower. That's, that's a bit <laughs> a much a much Maybe more, more light touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it's, it's, a light, it's a light touch. So we so the children who've who've been eliminated from this one uh have, have moved on to a, another one and our European Cup teams are going for the Amazon Longitude Explorer Prize.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and Matty, do you um do you see themes within i guess each year or each cohort as they're coming through i mean obviously you've got the themes of what they're trying to do based on what you set but in terms of like say the sort of the the age groups the diversity how people are working together is there sort of certain things you can pick up on which i guess then helps in terms of planning for the future
1: yes i think um certainly in terms of diversity we've we've seen our um cohort change slightly over the years we've got a larger geographical spread now which is fantastic we're seeing the number of girls taking part goes up and up every year I think we're certainly seeing different themes coming through in terms of what's going on in the world so uh, COVID-19 obviously this year is, is quite dominant we've got a couple of um, applications that have come through that are now finalists around that, Um, I think one that has a phone case that um, is also a hand sanitizer dispenser, like that kind of thing. Um, But I I do think, as I said earlier, you really kind of see what it is that young people are passionate about. And I think if I had to just pick a couple, it it would be the protecting the planet and the mental health. Um, We see an awful lot of solutions coming through to help people with depression and anxiety, um, all sorts of ways that they can offer solutions for that as well and I think that's what is exciting about the prize it's about peer it's, it's almost peer-to-peer support of young people taking the issues that affect them and affect their communities and finding solutions for them
0: and my, my other question would be I'm, I mean I've got three children that have gone through the education system and I think getting the difference between I'm just going to school because the timetable says I'm going to do maths, English, and 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 just doing what you have to do, as opposed to what you've created, which is kind of we're creating, we're working together. All those skills we know are, are so important and are going to be the fundamental backbone of of how things are created for the future. You know, in terms of the world looking like it does. Um, how do you think the The children perceive that. Do they see it as a as a slightly one step removed adventure because it's not timetabled, or do they actually understand that all the timetable stuff really is giving them the tools and the skills they need to actually do this kind of real life work, if for a better word?
2: Can can I can I chip in? Um, I think the big thing that we notice is that that the children recognise the cross curricular aspect of the work. You mentioned maths, English, science as separate things, and the children tend to see it separate in school because it's tested separately and taught separately. But the nice thing about the prize, uh, Amazon Longitude Explorer Prize, is that it involves everything. Um, and the other thing in terms of confidence, we have parents telling us that children who don't say anything and hardly said anything for years never shut up when they go home. They just talk about their project and almost nothing else. And they get so excited as, as their idea comes to fruition, particularly if something works, if we're trying a prototype, and after weeks of not working, it suddenly it suddenly works. Um, it, the, the excitement is is palpable. We have we once got some Christmas tree. We got three Christmas tree lights to light up once with a water wheel, and these children went running around the school. They got everybody. They were telling everybody, head teacher everywhere. This couldn't believe it. I'm, I was kind of surprised it worked as well. <laughs> it is it is it is palpable. they they, they do get extremely excited. And it does change children's confidence when they get something they get very passionate about. It's lovely. It's absolutely lovely to see.
1: I think from a a process perspective as well, in terms of planning the prize, we're very conscious of, as Gordon said earlier, kind of timetables and teachers time and this being something that I think is very impactful, but finding time for it in a timetable is is a challenge I think that we've had feedback on and I think what we try to do is make sure that everything is aligned to the curriculum so we create um, lesson plans at the beginning to help teams and their teachers work through the idea generation um, thinking from brainstorming into what this idea could actually look like Um, but all of that is aligned to various different parts of the curriculum whether that's Business studies, design technology, citizenship. Um, So we do try to make it fit within a timetable as much as possible, at least for those very early stages. And then I think, as Gordon said, once that becomes a little bit more real, um, the excitement takes over, and it kind of almost snowballs. I think from there. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. And and it would seem to me that gives you a lot of breadth in terms of the type of schools that can can get involved because if you have a stem club that's going to be a very different experience than a school that doesn't and maybe doesn't have quite as much support outside of the timetable but like you say if you've if you've got stuff that are lesson plan related and you can start to weave it in you know then that means that even if you're just at the start of maybe being a creative school that could do something like that in a broader scale you've got the options to do it either way which is fantastic
1: mm, absolutely and things are, are look slightly different this year and last year because of um the pandemic that uh, we're kind of going through and and the change in uh, learning but what we would normally do is um, have events that bring all the teams together in person that just create this fantastic buzz and excitement and I think like you say for schools that are just at the beginning of starting to enter kind of extracurricular activities and things like that um, that creates a, a really kind of special experience that we can kind of try and fit within their timetables as well
0: and gordon could you tell us you know if, if someone was on the fence about getting involved in in this i mean we've heard all the positive things that you said but are there sort of two or three takeaways that you think would just sort of just convince maybe the person listening to get involved or maybe actually take that conversation to the senior leadership team just to say that no we really do have to do this and, and be involved in in this type of event
2: um i i would i would say, I was gonna say give it a go that sounds a bit naturally. really as Maddie said, the packet, they come, the competitions come as a package. To begin with, it's all kind of given to you. All you need to do is find some children in a classroom, and you can, you can, you can start. There's a structure, there's a deadline, and you can, you can get an entry done, with within, you know, within a week or for a few lessons, and then, and then see what happens. Uh, once the once you get start to get feedback from the children, I think they will push it forward and you'll see parents involved, and you'll see local businesses maybe get some questions and it gets a momentum of its own. Uh, but I would say just give it a try. Just give it give it give it a week. Um, I know Maddie wants people to register for next year's uh, newsletter. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, Thank just you give it, it. <laughs> but but yeah we've we when we started we were very surprised that we were successful. Absolutely, we're a tiny little school in the middle, um, and we, we we were quite successful. And it's changed. The school is a different place. It's absolutely a completely different place in terms of children's confidence, teachers' expectations, our reputation in the local community, Ofsted, everything. It's had an impact on on everything because we have whole cohorts and but the whole school is involved.
0: And Maddie, take us through kind of where you are now in the process. I know th- today's a big day in terms of announcements. So tell us a little bit about that, but also the fact we should we haven't really talked about the financial implications here because there's 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 quite a big financial prize involved.
1: Yes, exactly. So I think um in terms of where we're up to, so we launched this year's prize in November and closed for entries in February. So it's been a little bit of a wait for our teams. They've been really patient. Um, in being able to kind of celebrate their successes. But today we're announcing from the um, over 150 applications that we had, we had over 800 young people apply. It's it's amazing to now see the 40 teams that we have got through this very difficult judging process. So our judging panel um, reviewed all of our applications in March and selected our top 40 finalist teams. So they're being announced today. Next week, we're having the first of our online Enterprise Academy workshops. So they'll be learning about concept development and prototype development. Um, A few weeks after that, we'll have more sessions on business planning, marketing and communication and pitching. Um, But between those sessions, they'll also be working. I mentioned they each have an industry mentor who will be working with the teams one-on-one. They'll also get some technology tuition from one of our tech partners as well to help them with the tech side. They'll each get a one-to-one pitching session to build their confidence in talking about it. So um, all through all of that support um, builds them towards submitting a business case workbook that they'll work through over the next few weeks um, or few months further um, to develop the business case, the pitch and the prototype, which they'll then submit in July. Uh, Sorry, June. And that will give our judging panel the very difficult decision of um, deciding on a winner and three runners up. And I guess that leads me to your question about the finances, because um, we do try to provide all of the teams with um, hardware and and things like that. There's never any expense for schools taking part. Um, And then at the end, the winner um, will receive £20,000 for their school with three runners up receiving £5,000. There's a new prize that we actually introduced last year called the People's Choice Award, where all of the 40 teams, which um, are currently on our website, in June, will be opening that up for a public vote for the public to choose their favorite. So I think last year we had over 16,000 votes from the public and the winner of that um, also receives 5,000 pounds for their school or youth group. So um, there is quite a a financial impact for the winners. but I, I think for all teams kind of taking part, we do try to make sure that every individual young person gets a lot out of it, as well as the overall kind of impact on, on the school as well.
0: I really love the fact that I'm um, almost from, from Gordon's surprise that having entered it, you you didn't think anything was going to happen, but thought it was a great idea. But then, you know, then get yeah. further and further into it, which which will give a lot of people a lot of hearts, I think, because when you hear, you know, these sorts of prizes in terms of like I say, the mentorship and all the support you get as well as any kind of financial benefit, it all just seems a little bit kind of wow, this is a massive thing. And it, you know, it's something out of our reach. And I think to, to hear the fact that there's somebody who maybe thought along those lines, but then was successful is, is brilliant, it brings the whole thing into context.
2: Yeah, we, yeah, absolutely. Every word of it. We 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 just love it. The whole process. Um, and it's the confidence watching the teams get come. Because at the moment, my two teams are pretty nervous. They've seen the calendar ahead. They don't quite know what's going to happen. They're not that keen on talking to strangers online. <laughs> but, but 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 they will. And uh, by the end of the process, they'll be. You know, uh, I'm sure they'll be be buzzing because it's quite short. It's only what, eight weeks, in the middle of June or something. So it's quite mm-hmm. a tight schedule.
0: Fantastic. Well, um, you mentioned before about a newsletter for upcoming events. Do, would you like to share that with us as well, then, Muddy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think if you're interested in knowing more about the ideas that we've got through, um, you can see all 40 finalist teams on our website, um, which is longitudeexplorer.challenges.org. And while you're there, I would um, highly encourage you to sign up to our newsletter so that you can find out who the winner is and kind of what the plans are for the prize in the future and how you can get involved
0: i mean i just think this this idea that it's probably if not some of the people involved at the moment but the fact that this sort of thing is taking place is going to be the reason why the world is going to look a much better place as we move forward just because of just not necessarily the ideas you come up with today, but because of the the way of working and the fact that it's got that support and it's got that initiative and and such a, a global sense in terms of, like we said, the companies, to the schools, to the parents and everyone else involved. So it sounds absolutely fantastic. Gordon, is there anything you'd like to to finish us off with in terms of your perspective?
2: No, we uh, we enjoy our STEM competitions. Um, <laughs> that's just good fun, <laughs> everybody concerned.
0: Fantastic. Well, that's that's as good a reason as any. And and how about you, buddy?
1: I think just to pick up on on your point about actually this leading into the future and we're in such a privileged position, I think I've definitely had uh, a bit of a spoiler into what the next generation of innovations are going to be and and who they're going to be led by. And it just makes me incredibly excited um, to know that there's such um, creative and, and passionate young people who, um, are leading the way on on this kind of stuff, so um, it's a real privilege to to see that.
0: Fantastic, and we'll have we we'll have details and links and all that sort of stuff on the show notes of this episode as well. So, if in doubt, go to educationonfire.com and there'll be pointers and everything to get you through for all those information. So, Gordon Muddy, thank you so much. It sounds thank like an exciting, much. an exciting experience, and, and congratulations in in every
2: sense. Great, thank I, you very I, much. I enjoyed it very much. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you to the National Association for Primary Education for their long-term support of the Education on Fire podcast. To get a free e-copy of their professional journal, Primary First, please go to nape.org.uk forward slash journal. That's nape.org.uk forward slash journal. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com.